Welcome to the Contractor Success Map Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Hart, and I'm an expert on how you can get the most out of your contracting company. The reason I designed this show is to help you turn your contracting company from a people-dependent money pit into a process-dependent cash cow to have the freedom you dreamed of when you start your business. Every Friday, we're releasing podcasts with information to help you get the most out of your contracting company. Be sure to join us at www.contractorsuccessmap.com and subscribe to receive our latest articles and special offers. And the best part, it's all free, just for you. This podcast is episode number 225, and it will be about successful contractors, employees, produce results. We're excited that you are busy and hiring employees. Now, how do I know this is true? The number of emails we receive about continued education that reverence employees are increasing. The topics you are sharing include wages, access to company funds, providing employees warm and fuzzies. And you want to know what is the true cost, including payroll taxes, of having a construction worker or an office worker on your payroll. Well, that's pretty easy. I invite you to go to www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash CWC. And there you can find out what the cost of a construction worker is. And you can go to www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash OWC. And you find out what the office worker cost. So moving forward, we find a lot of your emails make references on how to protect your construction company from your employees. Yeah. It's a tough situation, and we live in a world of what is, not what should be. And since we've owned a number of construction companies, and we have a lot of experience, there are four areas that you really need to be aware of. Um, The one area of concern is if your employees have too much access to credit card accounts. Now, there are situations where it makes sense to get an employee a credit card, but keep the limits down. Depending on the size of your company, if you're a smaller company, maybe a hundred bucks. If you're a large company, it can be into a thousand or two thousand. It just depends on the size of your company. But do not give your employee a credit card with a massive credit line. It just leads to bad news. The other situation you see a lot is employees with too much access to bank accounts. The general rule of thumb, if you're a contractor and you're doing less than $10 million in annual volume, there's only one or two people that need access to the bank account and that's the owner and possibly their spouse or the owner and maybe you have a um, a partner but only the people at the c level okay the corporate level the owners should have access to bank accounts no employees the other thing we see a lot of is employees with too little accountability just go out and do the job do what you want there's no systems there's no processes in place And the fourth thing is just a real bugaboo are paper time cards which are filled out randomly with not a lot of accurate information. If you don't have accurate information, job costing is right near impossible. So we'll touch on that a little bit later. Now protection comes from knowing the rules, putting systems in place, and dealing with the money. So one of the first questions people ask us a lot is what type of compensation is required? Well, it's actually not that difficult. Because there's all kinds of places on the web, like payroll.com and other places you can go to. And you can discover 
what is the correct compensation for your area where you live? What time of benefits required? Same thing. How to do a travel pay? That can be a little tricky. We'll get to that in just a quick minute. And what should be reimbursed? Well, I'll give you a general rule of thumb. What should be reimbursed? Well, I'll give you a couple of general rules of thumb, known as heuristics. If an employee buys a tool that he, use, he or she uses on the job, that should be reimbursed. A small tool. And put a cap on it. Don't an employee buy a tool. It's supposed to be reimbursed. Anything over a certain dollar amount. And we recommend nothing over $50. Um, you don't want some surprise that the employee said, well, I found a $5,000 machine that'll do all kinds of things. It'll run and jump and play and sing songs and make breakfast. And No, no. Put a cap on it. Um, quick segue. Several years ago, in one of our businesses, we had a fleet of trucks. And Sherry and I went to a, um, a meeting about our contractors out of town. We'd just gone for the day. And there was a little skip of snow. And... Our, our our foreman got a bright idea, and he wanted to take the entire fleet of trucks with dual tires in the back to the local tire shop, and he wanted to order several thousand dollars worth of tires. It was about fifteen twenty thousand dollars of tires. Get them all replaced with studded of snow tires, and have all the mechanics, the plumbers, and and the HVC technicians all stand around and drink coffee while they were being put on. Well, with all our vendors and suppliers, we have a PO system. And the first thing they did is ask for a PO, a purchase order. He didn't have it. So he called the office and said, I need a, P I need a purchase order for some tires. Well, we have systems in place. And so when the person at the office tried to put in a purchase order for tires, a red flag popped up and said, this must be approved by management. Oh, no problem. So they, they just give a quick call on the cell phone and, and call Sherry up and said, hey, so-and-so wants to buy some tires. Sherry called so-and-so, got the scoop, and said, no, absolutely not. So be careful what's reimbursed. By the way, the trucks had no problem because we're in the northwest in the Seattle area and the snow gets maybe three or four inches deep. And it really isn't that big of a deal. But had it been a problem, you know, maybe you're in the Midwest or someplace where you get a lot of snow, it could be a different situation. You need to determine that. Another question I like to ask is, how do you handle fuel? Um, be very careful. This is a real bugaboo. We've seen this happen a lot, that you issue a fuel card, and all of a sudden you realize that somebody filled up their truck, and it took 122 gallons. Well, that can be a real problem if your truck doesn't hold 122 gallons. That happened to us one of the ones. Pretty simple what happened. They uh, had other friends and relatives show up and they fueled everybody's car up at one time. How do you handle that? I think you know the answer. I'll give you a quick randalism. If you think it's time to fire somebody, you're already 15 minutes too late. Get it done. That sort of thing, it does happen. It's unfortunate and there is no cure. Just that simple. Um, case in point, I'll give you a, an old randalism. In my younger days, I spent some time on a variety of farms, and it was kind of a, a sad situation. And it was it was known, and I don't know if it still is, but it was known in the farming community that if a dog, bless his heart, um, for some odd reason, got a taste of chicken, then they liked it. They liked the taste of live chicken. Of course, it was dead chicken, and they got done with it. And 
as we used to do. We said there was no nothing you could do. You you couldn't unlearn the dog about chicken. The only thing you could do was, and I hate to say this, was put him down. Okay, it's rough. It's harsh. I'm sorry. Same thing happens with an employee if they abuse your system and they they uh, I want to say borrow. Is that the word? Uh, no, steal is the word. If they steal fuel or money or anything else. Um, good luck trying to get it back. Not likely to happen. But the first thing you want to do is fire them. They're done. See? Because when they get the taste of that, they're getting it out. Cell phone usage. Do you provide a cell phone or do you pay the cell phone bill? Successful contractors do this. They allow a certain amount. They say to the employee, you need to have a cell phone of your own. That way they can get their own cell phone, whatever plan they want, and then you reimburse them a certain dollar amount. Um, $50 a month, $100 a month, whatever you see. But you set a limit on that. And, and by the way, the, the fuel situation, uh, the best thing to do is use some kind of a card lock system. Um, or the, the, when they purchase fuel, they have to put in a code or a PIN number or that sort of thing. It'll help reduce that problem. And we can track all the fuel back to the truck that used it. Or in van or car, as the case may be. Moving on, each state has no shortage of rules in place about rate of pay, schedules, and number of hours worked, time off, and how it's classified. You need to check with your local state and find out when travel time starts and ends if the employee travels to the job directly from home. When travel time starts, when an employee is in service and goes right through the job from his home and using a company vehicle, that could be a little different. And you need to be able to keep track about side trips to the store, the gym, the park, the personal errands, using a company vehicle on the way home from their last job. Now, we have a pretty good answer for that. I'm going to get to that in just a minute. I'll give you a, a hint, a preview. It's called GPS. The next one I'm going to talk about, which is so true, every contractor worth his or her salt wants to be fair to their employees and still be fair to the company. This, my friends, is where a payroll service with an HR department has enormous value. There's a bunch of payroll services out there. Um, I'm partial to one of the ones that QuickBooks puts out, but there's also a payroll service that I'm, I'm okay with. It's called Paychex. Um, one of my favorite payroll services that's outside of QuickBooks has got to be Gusto. I love Gusto. Another payroll service, which is good, is called ADP. So, uh, this is an opinion, not a fact. My opinion, after four decades in this industry, those are the four that I've used, we use on a regular basis, and we have a lot of luck with, and I'm real happy. Okay, just understand that all payroll services, they are simple, but not easy. I could suggest that you go boil all seven oceans. Now, that's a simple task. But it's not easy. And that's what payroll is like. Payroll, especially trying to import it into QuickBooks, it's almost simpler to boil out some notions than it is to import payroll service into QuickBooks. It's a bit of a, a bit of a challenge the first time you set it up. Once it's set up, it's wonderful. The other thing to be aware of is in construction, there is no shortage of employees and staff asking the magic question, what about, what about? What about, what about, fill in the blank. 
And just so you know, there's some psychology behind that, and what it is is called diversionary tactics. So if you have an employee that keeps asking, what about, what about, what about? But the first, third time they do that is you turn right back and say, what about you come up with a solution? If they don't go to the solution, then they're simply yanking your chain. They're trying to, it's, an, it's a way of people use to get control or somebody else. Um, enough said. The other thing you should be aware of is when an employee says, I should be paid for, fill in the blank, because and, fill in the blank. Well, there are times you should be paid for. You know, in my opinion, if they're working on your project, they may be paid for that. Okay? If for some odd reason they have a funny feeling that they should be paid to go to Vegas and spend the weekend because they need a break, that might not be a, something you should be paying for. Use your own judgment. Something else that has worked out very effectively for a lot of successful contractors is they buy clothes, um, especially shirts, coats with the construction company logo and the person's name to identify them on the job. Good advertising, very effective. Because the last thing you want is a construction worker showing up on the job site with a, um, a t-shirt, perhaps. This is an example. I've seen this a few times. ACDC Hell's Bells. ACDC Highway to Hell. Okay? There's all kinds of rock bands out there, and I'm a big rock band fan. But not everybody is. The other thing you don't want to do is have an employee showing up with vote for blank. Because no matter who says vote for, they're going to offend at least half the population. So consider getting some clothes with your construction logo and enforce that those are what are worn. If you're in a hot climate, it might be worthwhile to get some t-shirts printed with logos. And then get some button-up shirts and some jackets and that sort of thing. But we have a quick segue. And there's a lot of psychology behind this. If you buy shirts, button-up shirts for your construction staff, they must be long-sleeved. Do not, do not, do not ever give your construction workers short-sleeved shirts. And there's a, a deep psychology behind this, and I'll give you just a quick overview. Like I said before, i got more degrees in the thermometer. And... This is very important you understand this at a very brief level. Who do you see in short sleeves and knee pants? Boy Scouts. Boy Scouts is great. I was in Boy Scouts when I was a kid. I loved it. I learned a lot. It's a fantastic organization. Okay? And that is an image that a lot of people connect when they see somebody in short sleeves. Boy Scouts, at the beach, relaxed. Uh, low energy. There's all kinds of uh, tags and titles that are associated with short sleeve shirts. Now you can wear this long sleeve shirt and then roll it up a little bit so that maybe five, six inches of your arm kind of sticks out and it helps if it's too hot. But that long sleeve shirt makes a massive difference in how the construction worker is viewed by your customers, your vendors, and everybody else. Um, back to life. We live in a world of what is not what should be. And I'm just telling you what actually works. So, enough said. Let's move forward. Now, let's talk about time tracking. Time tracking is very important, and you can, there are several web-based time tracking softwares on the market. I would say probably thousands, last time I looked. 
we have tested literally dozens of them, okay? And we test and retest regularly. The one time tracking software that we have found that works the best is a web-based online time card for construction contractors because it links to QuickBooks job costing and it's called T-Sheets. And if you go to www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash TS, you can learn more about it. And we have a little special pricing there for uh, people who sign up T-Sheets with us. Okay, it's, it's a wonderful program. There's a lot of programs out there. If you have something that works for you, keep using it. Um, we're actually certified consultants of T-Sheets. We've used it for years, get a lot of contractors on it, and it's great because it does import into QuickBooks nicely and handles that whole timesheet problem. It also has GPS tracking. So again, your employees put a small app in their phone and they can track all their time to T-Sheets. And if they happen to, um, I don't know, accidentally pull into the bar and stumble inside and and sort of, I don't know, it happens, uh, accidentally find a, a beer and have a few of them or do something else, or maybe run some errands on, on your truck. With a GPS, you know where they're at. I hope that's enough said. Other concerns are the rogue employees near the office of the field who take advantage of the good nature of the construction owner. The fact is that owners, you must be able to trust your employees, and most of the time, employees trust the owners. And I want to help you get some insight on this. There's a concept, a randalism, I call leveling. And if you review this, it will help your construction firm grow and attract the right office and field staff. And you can find that at uh, www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash leveling, just like it sounds. And I'm going to describe to you really briefly. You can get the full uh, meal deal there at that location. But let me tell you a little bit about how leveling up can make you wealthy. And I think I've said this before, but I'm going to cover it really quick. Like, this is a randalism. There is a Grand Canyon between wealthy and rich. On one side of the Grand Canyon are people who are rich. The other side of the Grand Canyon are people who are wealthy. And the difference is, people who are rich, they spend 100% of what they earn or have an income, passive or active income. They're rich. They make a lot of money. They spend a lot of money. Wealthy, generally speaking, wealthy people are those folks who live on 80% of what they make, their income, passive income, active income. So two people would be very similar, and let's say they're both making 100000 a year. One person's rich. Makes 100000 a year, spends 100000 a year. The other person is wealthy. Income, 100000 a year, outgo, 80000 a year. Well, what happens at the end of the year? They are building an estate, has 20000 The next year has forty, and next year is 60, and so on and so forth. And if they invest it using Rule 72, then it begins to grow exponentially until the point where the, in, the interest income off of their wealth exceeds their active income. And they become very wealthy. At that point, their income continues to grow because they're taking advantage of the rule of 72. Your 
Okay, how does leveling up make you wealthy? Your thinking patterns. Yep, I want to talk to you about your thinking patterns. And what you think about the most is why you are where you are today. Frankly, you are today, bless your heart, a compilation of all the people you've met and the books you've read and the decisions you've made in your entire life. From the time you became cognizant, roughly seven, eight years old, nine years old. So that's your thinking pattern. That's your, ha that's your, um, your, your habits. It's called your paradigm. And it's worth noting there is no profit in chaos. And the sooner you understand that, the better. And I mean that with love in my heart and no disrespect. Okay? We're all in chaos to a certain degree. And, and I'm no different than anybody else. Okay? I work on it daily because what? what what's that story? Oh, yeah, that's right. Here's the journalism again. Success is a few simple disciplines practiced every day. Failure is a few simple errors in judgment repeated every day. Okay? That's success and failure. It's just microns apart. You can't even put a, a rule on it. It's so close. But over time, it grows so far apart, it's amazing. Now, it may be too late to recoup the past losses from your chaotic lifestyle or your chaos in your business. But it's never too late to stop it from happening again, over and over. I ask you to begin with, get a clear understanding of what 10 minutes cost your construction, your contracting company. And again, go to my website and look it up. Or just go Google what 10 minutes cost your construction company. And then begin implementing a business strategy to eliminate chaos. When you have a business strategy, everything in your life, actually everything changes in your life, so I was going to tell you. And your construction company, because you'll begin to see things in a different light. Okay. Now, if you do this, there's some good and bad that's going to happen. And you decide whether it's good or bad. There is no such thing as a clear definition of what's good and what's bad. It's what it's a label. that We all put labels on different things. So here's what's going to happen. You may find yourself with a different caliber of friends because of the leveling up process. You see, birds and people flock together with others like themselves because it's comfortable. It only makes sense to start with the eagles rather than keep keeping your head down, pecking on the ground with the chickens. Nothing wrong with it. Just two options. Sort of the eagles, peck on the ground with chickens. I don't say anyone is good or bad. I'm just saying that there's two opportunities you have there. Now here's an interesting exercise, and do it yourself. Don't take my word for it. Do it yourself. It's been proven many, many times over and over and over. Your income is typically within 20% of the average of the six people you spend the most time with. So here's how it works. If the six people you spend the most time with are, say, making 100000 a year, I'm just picking that number, then your income is somewhere between 80000 and 120. If your income is somewhere around 40000 a year, and I'm sorry, if the six people you spend the most time with, if their income all averages 40000 a year, then your income is somewhere between 36000 and 44000 so one of the easiest ways you can do if you want to make more money and get more income spend time with people who are extremely successful and i'll give you a little hint how to do that again it's simple but it's not easy 
practically every millionaire in the world, I know for sure in the USA, if you ask, most millionaires have a library card. Yeah, I'll say that again. This is 2017. Most millionaires have a library card. So, the easiest, fastest, cleanest, best, most effective, not the easiest, not, not, I shouldn't say it, it's not easy. Listen, you want to spend time with people who are extremely wealthy, get a book, read it. Read the biographies. Read the Ray Kroc story, McDonald's. Read the IBM story, Thomas Watson Sr. Read stories of successful people, whoever you like. Read stories of Bill Gates. Read stories of uh, the founder of Apple. I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I've lost his name. Steve Jobs. Read stories of successful contractors. Read stories of people who acquired great wealth. Not just construction, but any kind of a business. That is wonderful because when you read, I don't mean sitting and being passive watching a video, that's fine, but it's not as effective. If you read, then you're causing reticular um, activation device in your brain, other parts of your brain become warmed up, and your brain is making a story and a movie in your head from what you're reading. Very effective. So that's how you spend time with people who are very wealthy. And after a while, you'd be surprised how I many opportunities will present themselves for you to spend time with those people in person. And I've had a lot of opportunities over the years since I started doing that concept of reading, um, I don't know, probably 40 years ago. And it's amazing how many times I have been in the same room with people who are whose wealth is hundreds of millions of dollars and a number of billionaires. Now, it isn't necessarily that they're there to meet just with me, but I'm in the same room and I'm able to chat and ask questions and network. And it is amazing when you discover that these people, um, the big difference between them and the poor people is what they think. It's just amazing. In fact, there's a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I suggest you uh, pick up a copy of that. I, I have, have had probably a dozen copies and I've worn out 11 of them. Uh, my personal library at home has over 5,000 books. That book is phenomenal. And it's funny too, and Napoleon Hill has passed away now, but I would almost, not quite, I almost swear, not really swear, I, I'd almost suggest that this weekend if I read Thinking Rich again, it almost seems that Napoleon Hill came to my house, went into my library, got Thinking Rich, and added new text because I find new nuggets of gold. Did he? No, of course he didn't. What happened was when the student is ready, the teacher appears, and my thinking patterns have evolved and, and raised a little bit. I, I see the same thing again, and I get these big ahas. It's like, ah, oh, now I understand. So reading is very effective, okay? Leveling down. If you spend most of your time at the, what I call the contractor's business roundtable, and that's a little round table in a tavern with a pitcher of beer and several contractors all earning 40000 a year or less, telling each other how to run their business, then your income will hover like a 13, 32,000, huh? 40,000, 44,000, um, or 48,000, 20% plus or minus 40 grand. That's what's going to happen. Leveling up as you develop your business strategy for your construction company, your income is likely to increase. The impact on your friends will not be pleasant. 
as you will be proving that good people can win in the construction game by playing it with high moral and ethical standards and the willingness to try something different. And by the way, high moral and ethical standards does not mean you give away the store. It means what it says. You get a fair day's pay for a fair day's work. And you focus on change orders, among other things. If there's a change, write the change order, get paid. Now, once you start leveling up, you're going to have a, what's called a breakthrough, a mental snap. It's almost like a snap here in your head. And you get this great epiphany and you'll say, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. This is fantastic. And you will do what everybody does, myself included. You will attempt to share your discoveries with your existing friends and you will quickly discover they are not interested. After a while, your constant attempts to change your paradigms will irritate them and you will drift away or be asked to leave. I had in both cases. In several cases, I was asked to leave. <laughs> Because I kind of wanted to wake them up and say, my gosh, you can't believe how effective this stuff is. Okay. The next thing that normally happens is you'll be drawn to a different circle of construction business owners who already know what you now know. Since the six people you're spending the most time with are now earning 100000 a year plus, what do you suppose will happen to your income? There is a good chance it will grow and you could have a million dollars of wealth someday and beyond. A million is just a starting point. Albert Einstein, the physicist, has proven energy and matter are the same things in different forms. Therefore, you will become what you think about. And what you think about will influence your thoughts, which will influence your actions, which will influence your wealth, which you will use to raise everyone's standard of living around you because a rising tide raises all ships. This applies to your employees as well. Top-notch construction companies are always on the lookout for the best and the brightest staff to add to their team. Um, it's it's amazing. And all our construction companies, I was, I was kind of a dirty bird. I was a bad, bad man. I, I should have been ashamed of myself. I wasn't. But when I had time, I'd go hang out at the supply stores and get a cup of coffee and chat, and I'd ask the, the sales clerks, hey, who's a really good framer? Hey, who's a really good electrician? And hey, who's a really good plumber? And they'd just say, oh, you know, uh, Bob Brown and, and, and Joe, John Doe and uh, um, Sam, Sam the Man. They'd give me a few names, I'd write them down, and then I would wait till they came in. I'd, I'd start chatting with them and say, hey, I understand you're a pretty good plumber, electrician, carpenter. Yeah, yeah, what do you, what's it to you? Well, you know, I own a construction company. I'm, I'm, I know that you're happy where you're at, but uh, I'm looking to hire some new people. And do you know anybody who would like? And I would list off the benefits we had. And too often, more often than not, they say, well, I, I don't know anybody, but why don't I swing by and chat with you sometime? They'd swing by and chat. Next thing you know, we'd hire them. <laughs> okay. So, again, top-notch construction companies are always on the lookout for the best and brightest staff out of the team. Hiring employees... It's like letting your kids go to visit their friends alone for the first time. Or you can say it's like a teenage driving driver taking the family car out for the first time. Parents know the process of a teenager can lead to a few dents, several curves being run over in the branch or two, and, and missing a few trees. Most parents know that if they're teaching their kids to drive with a stick shift, the new clutch may be in the near future. 
Why? Because it comes on the territory and teaching us on how to drive. Um, one exception to that is I, I, I taught uh, Sherry how to drive a stick. My wife, bless her heart, loved her immensely. And she disproved that concept. It did not cost a new clutch. It cost two. And she almost burned out a third one. But she's very good at driving a stick now. So she can drive a stick or automatic. Now, for business owners, giving an employee the keys of the vehicle loaded with tools and equipment can cause some of those same anxious moments. Every new hire has a certain amount of breathing, uh, breath holding. First hour, two hours, they come back from lunch, make it to the end of the day, come back the next day. At the same time, owners are valuing the work performed. Is it too much? Too little? Do they have good training? Not enough training? Is the new employee a good fit for the company and the existing employees? Well, no one feels worse about a bad fit than the contractor when any employee needs to let go gently or sometimes immediately fired. Other times, anger is the first emotion when fraud, side jobs, other forms of theft have occurred. Feeling bad is quickly lost and the state agency feels that the theft wasn't really a theft, but it was a victimless crime. How many times have you heard that nonsense? And the contractor needed to have provided the employee in question with better written coaching reports. Let me just segue here real briefly. Um, and again, I've been involved in construction and the construction industry for over five decades and in construction accounting for about over four decades. And I've known a lot of contractors that have suffered fraud and theft and embezzlement and you name it. I know a very few that got recourse. It's a fact of life, like it or not, government hates employees and government hates contractors and restaurant owners are on the top of the list, followed by attorneys and so on and so forth. And they love employees. So just be aware if you do if you are a victim of theft or embezzlement, pretty good chance you're not going to recoup unless you have connections somewhere. It's just a fact of life. So put the processes in place to avoid it in the first place if you can. You can't avoid it all. It's impossible. Now for the contractor, the work must go on. Schedules need to be kept. The additional workload falls on someone else. And that someone is usually you, the contractor, your spouse, or both of you. And I've got news. Not really news. You're already overloaded with other tasks and so is your spouse. So the frustration comes from trying to discover quickly and easily what is left undone. What is most critical? What can get done? How can you get it done? Who's the best person to do it? And get it done yesterday. We have all had employees, and then later on wonder why we hired them. We have been there, done that, got the t-shirt, tattoo, and sung a song about it. M-I-C-K-E-Y, you know the rest. We've, we have all had employees who are a key member who went above and beyond, and we're sorry to see them go. Really, if we could keep them until we're too feeble to get around, and we figure out a way to make their job easier. They are someone you would we classify as a friend and part of the family. All those same experiences can happen to actual family members, employing a family. The results are both good and bad. It happens. Now, some contractors are happy never hiring employees. They work well with a group of trade contractors and complete the work seamlessly as a team effort. Many small contractors have friends in the trade. The solution to having employees is that they work for each other, and that is a wonderful opportunity. If you can find some contractors you can work with in your same uh, area of expertise, that is a great way to do it. 
On any particular job, a different trade contractor may be the lead or the general contractor. Now, this can be a great way to have quality tradesmen doing the work, but as subcontractors instead of employees. Contractors understand quality, scope, and time, and they are willing to work efficiently. Well, we work contra- construction contractors just like you all across the USA, including Alaska and Hawaii. We process payroll using Intuit's online payroll for accountants on a case-by-case basis. With without employees, and we're happy to use assistance. We also use the other payroll services I had mentioned, ADP, Paychex, um, Gusto. So it's whatever makes sense to you if you have that sort of need. Well, you have a story to tell, and we want to hear it. Why don't you give us a call sometime? 206-361-3950. Ask for Sherry, and uh, she'd love to chat with you. Well, I hope this podcast helps you understand that outsourcing your contractor's bookkeeping services to us is about more than just doing the bookkeeping. It's about taking a holistic approach to your entire construction company and helping support you as a contractor and as a person. We understand the good, the bad, and the ugly about owning and operating construction companies because we've had several of them. And we sincerely care about you and your construction company. That's all I have for now. Please do me the honor of commenting and rating the podcast on whatever you're listening to. And turn on and tell you like didn't like and tell you see it because I appreciate your feedback and I think in advance is our firm belief and mantra here at fast easy accounting contractors like you deserve be wealthy why very simple because you bring real value to other people's lives this is one more example of how fast easy accounting is helping construction company owners all across the USA including Alaska and Hawaii Put my money in the bank to operate and grow your construction company. Construction accounting is not rocket science. Oh no, it is definitely not rocket science. It's a lot harder than that. And a lot more valuable to people like you. So please stop missing out. By the way, if you'd like to learn what makes construction accounting different from regular accounting, I invite you to visit www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash CA. And please feel free to call Sherry at 206-361-3950 or you can email her S-H-A-R-I-E at fasteasyaccounting.com and schedule your no-charge one-hour consultation. You see, probably contractors and construction owners just like you have known about the value of outsourced bookkeeping services and contractor coaching services like ours for a long time. And now you know about it too. If you're thinking about outsourcing your contractor's bookkeeping services, you're invited to download a guide to find the right contractor bookkeeping service to fit your particular situation. You can find it at www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash HS. Thank you very much. Hope you understand. We really do care about you and all, con- all contractors, regardless of whether or not you ever hire our services. Bye for now. Until our next episode here in the Contractor Success Map podcast, where we remove contractors' unique paperwork frustrations. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on how to turn your contracting company into a process-dependent cash cow. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Contractor Success Map. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star rating and review here on iTunes. And make sure to head over to www.contractorsuccessmap.com to subscribe to receive the latest articles and special offers. If you'd like to discuss your business strategy, simply click on the button labeled Strategy Session. 
And the best part, it's all free, just for you.